So way back in 2012, I started writing a blog for nonprofit leaders. And at first, I'm going to admit it, true confessions, it was a marketing effort to build my consulting practice. And yet, I was skeptical. It kind of felt like a fad. I mean, <laughs> there were blogs for every imaginable topic when I began to do my homework and for every imaginable audience. I remember a gluten-free blog. I think I might have remembered a blog full of gluten, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but when I looked at blogs for nonprofit leaders, I saw this gap. A gap for an authentic, accessible, and funny voice with practical advice for board and staff leaders and the voice of an advocate who stood as a champion for the success of those leaders. Voila, my blog took off. And then came the emails from all over the world. Folks who were starting nonprofits, struggling for the first few years, small organizations with big knots to untangle, and not a dime to spend on outside resources. The emails were filled with extraordinary passion and at times this really heartbreaking sense of desperation. So I learned that two-thirds of the 1.5 million nonprofits here in the U.S. alone have budgets under a million. And the vast majority of those budgets under $250,000. Two years ago, we built a resource for these folks, these extraordinary, passionate board and staff superheroes running small but mighty nonprofits that are making a huge impact. It's called the Nonprofit Leadership Lab. And in these past two years, I have had the privilege of meeting thousands of them, and I have been lifted up by them. In a world that feels mean, divisive, and downright broken, these folks remind me that there are good people in the world, really, really good people, tackling some of the world's biggest challenges. So today, I thought that just for a little while, instead of listening to the news, either real or fake, you might allow me to introduce you to some of the folks in our Leadership Lab neighborhood and their work. These folks are real, not fake, and you will be better for knowing them and hearing their stories. Welcome to Nonprofits Are Messy. Not enough money, too many cooks, and abundance of passion. Leading nonprofits isn't easy. Joan Gary, author, blogger, and founder of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab gets it. She is here to help. Nearly every morning with coffee in hand, I visit with the members of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab. I answer their questions, and then I take some extra time to learn just a little bit about the remarkable nonprofits they represent. It's rewarding to know that I can be of some help, and it's also uplifting to learn about their work. I find this interesting dichotomy in the view I get of these organizations. It's pretty standard that there is one remarkable person who serves as a catalyst, and then that person builds this remarkable village. So allow me to introduce you to some of my friends in the Nonprofit Leadership Lab neighborhood. Indrani Garadia is a philanthropist and advocate for women's health and empowerment. In 2004, she completed for the first time an Olympic triathlon. It was to celebrate her 50th birthday. I, have, I don't even remember my 50th birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry, I digress. Her focus is on providing solutions to gender-based violence. But listen to her how. Her organization is in the business of supporting frontline caregivers in this field by reducing compassion fatigue and burnout. Think about that. What I love about this organization, and yes, we do love our Canadian lab member, Jeremy Miller, 
What we love is their focus on self-care. We all know that nonprofit organizations tackle emotionally draining subjects, and they often swim upstream in doing so. Burnout is one of the most prominent problems we face in the sector. The work takes a toll. Now, at the Leadership Lab, we do offer some support and champion folks to to get involved in self-care. But think about this for a minute. Jeremy and his team see self-care as central to their mission. They focus on providing self-care training for people who work in domestic violence by coming to their locations and training, offering strategies to the social workers to avoid burnout. They call it caring for caregivers. I could go on about the work of Indrani's Light, but it is this part of their work, central to the core of their mission, that lifts me up. That Indrani realized that she could have a greater impact on the world of domestic violence as a problem in our society if she created trainings to reduce compassion fatigue and burnout. Take a few minutes and go and visit this organization at indranislight.org, I-N-D-R-A-N-I-S, light.org. I'd like to introduce you to another organization that is a member of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab neighborhood. It's called Baby Carriers Provided. Sometimes I realize just how naive I am when I learn about the amazing work of all of these different nonprofits. So follow me, if you will, to Dexter, Michigan, to meet founder Becca Morse and her executive director, Amy York. Now, when our kids were babies, we were all addicted to what my wife and I believe we called snugglies. You could carry your baby in front, and they were all about convenience. You could leave your hands free to grocery shop, talk on the phone, take tap dancing lessons. No, I'm kidding. All while your baby slept like, well, a baby. All of this was possible because of that baby carrier pack where you could see those cute little feeties sticking out, right? Well, spend some time with this organization, Baby Carriers Provided, and you can find them at that address, babycarriersprovided.org. And you will no longer be naive. Just like me, you will have an aha moment. Convenience may indeed be a factor, but oh my, who knew? Maybe you did, but I didn't. Baby Carriers Provided is a research-based bridge-building organization that provides baby carriers and educational programming as a public health tool aimed at addressing child neglect, abuse protection, accident and incident prevention, and infant and caregiver mental, physical, and emotional health. What? Well, you see, it turns out that the use of a baby carrier can affect outcomes in all kinds of areas. Currently, we know a good bit about skin-to-skin research in the realm of kangaroo care and in neonatal intensive care. But there is ample research pertaining to physical contact, infant mental health, and attachment. Baby Carriers Provided aims to generate scientific data and through its educational programming and carrier distribution, provides conclusive evidence to support the use of carriers as a critical intervention. 
Amy and her team seek to find new ways to distribute baby carriers, to teach existing family service organization carrier best practices, and to explore the possibilities of how these carriers can improve the lives of children, parents, and other caregivers. How do you like that? All right. So we've got one organization that is all about providing self-care to folks who are in the, in the world of tackling domestic violence. We've got another organization that has really seen what baby carriers can really do for child development, infant mental health, the list goes on. So I can't see your faces, but I'm sensing you'd like to meet another nonprofit neighbor. So how about Ebony Caldwell? Now, here's someone who lets no grass grow under her feet. You know, we say that nonprofit leaders do it all. Now, imagine if you were the co-founder, the board chair, and the COO. (laughs) Now, I bet some of you are thinking, wait, Joan, you need to have her stop doing that. Someone can't do all those jobs. Well, actually, they probably shouldn't. And the path to growth will absolutely demand that Ebony build a large group of leaders and pick one of the nonprofit engines in the twin engine jet to run. But we have learned, we've learned a lot about these small nonprofits over the last two years. And hundreds of thousands of these nonprofits with budgets under $250,000, well, they just start this way. And in the lab, we support them the best we know how. So Ebony conducts the orchestra of the Success Prep Academy. She works to help disadvantaged students achieve their highest potential through programs that provide life skills, mentoring, academic support, and career exploration. Ebony kicked off her efforts in 2011, and her program serves Atlanta and Charlotte, North Carolina. They identify students who would benefit most from college prep work, engaging parents who can be champions, and who can see the value and get involved and know that that is key to success. The Success Prep Academy has programs for all stages of student education, identifying students who would benefit most from college prep work, engaging parents who recognize how important it is to be a part of the process. Students are given access to professional tutoring and prep for college entrance exams, and this very high-touch program reaches about 100 students each year. But wait, there's more. For middle schoolers, a Saturday program offers life skill mentoring, academic support, and career introductions. Just think about the impact this can have. Let me just tell you how many of us take these supports for granted. Now, all of this is great as long as the parents are educated too, and the Success Prep Academy does not leave them on the sidelines. So parent workshops help parents learn how to best support their students, not just in academics, but the application process, and of course, the financial piece as well. You go, Ebony. And by the way, wearing all of these hats, all three of them, COO, board chair, founder, with a budget of less than $150,000, let me just tell you that as a member of our Leadership Lab community, Ebony makes time not just to ask the questions that our experts answer every day, but she also offers advice perspective, and some serious moral support of her own. My short bit about Success Prep Academy doesn't do the trick, so be sure to take a look at their website at S-P-R-E-P-A, so it's S-P-R-E-P-A 
org. So from Atlanta and Charlotte, we travel to Uganda to meet the great folks behind Village to Village. You listen to this story and I dare you not to be inspired. In 2003, Lori Kroll began her work in Uganda from Bristol, Vermont. With decades of social service background, Lori began with 100 bucks. That 100 bucks bought one bag of rice, one bag of beans, nine school uniforms, and nine backpacks. Her goal was simple. How can we do something to help some of the world's most desperate kids in rural Africa? These kids don't live in orphanages. Village to village model says, let's keep these kids in their extended family environment. Lori and her team provide casework support, two hot meals a day at their center, spiritual guidance, help with homework, comprehensive medical support, because many of these kids have special needs, including many affected by HIV and AIDS, and a community of friends all facing the same issues. After many years of fiscal sponsorship with the First Baptist Church in Lori's hometown of Bristol, Vermont, along with a strong relationship with the government of Uganda that recognizes it as a non-governmental organization, Village to Village became a separate charitable organization at the end of 2016. From nine kids to hundreds through the course of their journey. Can you just imagine how great the need is? How many more kids they could help? How many families they could keep together? Lori Kroll is another one of our superheroes, another person in the neighborhood of the nonprofit leadership lab I feel honored to know. Today, we're not interviewing anyone. I'm introducing you to some folks. I'm introducing you to something that we built about two years ago called the Nonprofit Leadership Lab. You can find out lots about it at nonprofitleadershiplab.org. There you can join the wait list, but heads up, the Nonprofit Leadership Lab's doors will open in April. So you'll want to jump on the wait list as soon as you can. You'll want to go to nonprofitleadershiplab.org and see if this is a kind of resource, both content and community, that will benefit you the way that it has benefited Lori Kroll, Ebony Caldwell, Jeremy Miller, Amy York, and others. The purpose of this podcast, yes, I want you to know about the Nonprofit Leadership Lab, and I want you to tell others who run small nonprofits you think might benefit from a modestly priced community filled with content of every imaginable kind across every piece of nonprofit leadership skills and a community of remarkable people from all over the world. So if you or somebody you know are interested, have them go take a look at nonprofitleadershiplab.com. But I have a couple of more folks for you to meet. Closer to home, at least for me, you will find Robin Peacock and her mobile food pantry. It's called MEND is the name of the organization. MEND, M-E-N-D. It's an interfaith network of 17 member food pantries across Essex County, New Jersey, my very own county. It strikes me, by the way, to think about the neighborhood nearest to me having some of the highest degree of food insecurity in the state of New Jersey. These are the things that I have the privilege, I guess, of learning about every day in the work that I do. 
I'm so lucky. And there are people who live so close who are so not lucky. But if they have stumbled upon meant, they are lucky indeed. This Hunger Relief Network has been providing food to individuals and families in need since 1980. But here's a really cool thing about MEND. It's the bus. Robin has a bus. A bus, you say? Yeah, she's got a bus. MEND repurposed a donated school bus and converted it into a healthy food collection vehicle and mobile food pantry. The bus, they painted it green. I guess they wanted it to stick out. And they called it the green bean. You'll see the green bean traveling throughout the underserved neighborhoods of Essex County, and you'll smile. You might even get some goosebumps because you know what they're doing. Robin mobilizes community groups of all sorts to engage in what they call stuff the bean food drives. But I think what I love is the innovative approach that Robin Peacock and her village at Mend have taken with regard to food insecurity. There's something almost joyful about seeing that green bus ride through the streets of Essex County. It's kind of amazing. Please do learn more about them at mendnj.org. So one more stop on the tour of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab neighborhood. Off we go to Minnesota to meet James Roth, a board member of the One Voice Mixed Chorus. One Voice is Minnesota's own and one of North America's largest community chorus of LGBT folks and their allies. The chorus is all about building community and creating social change by raising voices in song. They perform in a host of venues, and my favorite might just be middle schools. They have a program called Quiet No More. It's a curriculum that includes eight lesson plans and activities for teachers to use in conjunction with performances. The curriculum features two songs specifically designed to be performed with middle school singers and that have strong musical, dramatic, social, historical, and political components that align with national educational standards. They offer resources also for teachers on social justice, sexual orientation, gender identity, and bullying. I love this. I could go on and on about One Voice, but it's very close to my heart and not just because I am a member of the LGBTQ community, but also because it is LGBT people and allies singing together all at the same proverbial table. Feels like that's how it ought to be. The other reason I wanted to spotlight James Roth and this organization is because James Roth is a board member. Wouldn't you give your eye teeth to know that more and more and more board members were taking the opportunity to avail themselves of resources that enable them to be very good, very responsible board members who are enthusiastic champions and ambassadors, who talk about the organization to everyone they know, inviting many people to know more and do more for their organization. So I want to give a tip of the hat to James Roth and the hundreds of board members who are members of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab. So there they are. These are some of the people in my neighborhood. 
And yes, I love Fred Rogers, by the way. So once again, I hope you'll take a look at nonprofitleadershiplab.com. I hope that you'll scout around the website, see the kinds of things we offer there. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe it is. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe it's for someone you know who has neither the capacity for a consultant or a coach, but is in desperate need of just that right annual fundraising plan, a video on how to build the board of your dreams. Or maybe they're looking for a community of support where they can ask a question and the team of experts will answer that question usually the very same day. We're not talking about a self-moderated Facebook group here. We're talking about a private space we call The Village where experts troll through every day to make sure that if you've got a question, you get an answer. So please join us. Know that the lab opens only twice a year. The price is modest, and I mean it. And our doors will open in April. They will not open again, likely, until the fall. So go over to nonprofitleadershiplab.com, check it out, and join the wait list. Or if you're listening to this podcast in the middle of the month of April, go to Nonprofit Leadership Lab and push, I want to join the lab. We'd love to have you. You will become part of the most remarkable group of superheroes. And it will be both our pleasure and our privilege to be your support, your champion, and your advocate. We'll see you next time. Joan Gary's obsession with supporting your work takes many forms. Subscribe to her blog at JoanGary.com, reaching over 100,000 visitors monthly from over 170 countries. Explore the Nonprofit Leadership Lab, the best online resource for board and staff leaders of small nonprofits at NonprofitLeadershipLab.com. Join 15,000 kindred spirits on Facebook at Thriving Nonprofit with Joan Gary.